Hey, this is Heidi Dawson. If you love all things health and wellness and style of any kind, hang out here with me each week. I'm obsessed with never-ending improvement, and it's all in an effort to help each one of us live a wildly successful lifestyle. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. Hi guys, welcome to episode 362 of the Wildly Successful Lifestyle Podcast. I'm glad you're hanging out with me. Welcome if you're new and welcome back if you've been with me for a while. I'm glad you're here. So we have had more storms and you know what that means if you live in Memphis. Maybe you don't live in Memphis and you don't know what it means, but for us, it usually means we lose power, which we did again. So this time it's 95 degrees. Last time it was like one degrees, but this time it's 95 degrees and we don't have power. No big deal. We'll camp out downstairs with a battery fan like we did last time. It'll be fun. And it was, it was fine. We slept okay. But then the next morning, power's still out and I get up and Eric's already gone to work and I can't make my coffee or my breakfast. And I found myself sort of thinking, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to go eat McDonald's and blow off my morning routine and just veg veg out on social media. And I'm not going to yoga because I'm hot and I don't feel like it. And as I was saying all of these things to myself, there was another part of me that also remembered how it feels to eat food that causes me inflammation like McDonald's and how my mood is lethargic and negative when I veg out on Twitter or Instagram and how not going to yoga is just going to make me more frustrated. I was going to make a frustrating situation, not having power, way worse by blowing off all of my good habits. So I calmed down and I ordered eggs and bacon and fresh tomatoes from the local deli who happened to have power down the street and went and got it. And then I came home and I did my meditation, did my journaling in the warm house, (laughs) no problems. And then I went to yoga and I felt so much better. And then when Eric got home from work, he said, I'm taking your lunch because we have no power. So off we go. And then I noticed again when we ordered, I had another urge to just order whatever I wanted because we were having a frustrating date and I deserved it. But I caught that one too. And I ordered salmon and a salad, which was yummy and what I really wanted anyway. I realized though that when things are not going as we planned them or wanted them to go, like they always do, right? They're never going as planned. So it's just so easy to throw caution to the wind and blow off all our good habits and just tell ourselves we deserve it. But what we really deserve is to continue to take care of ourselves, even when everything else seems to be falling apart. Because if things are falling apart, we don't want to be falling apart too. And I don't know about you, but when I disregard all of my good habits because I'm stressed, it just makes me more stressed. Whereas when I fight the urge to disregard them, it empowers me to be strong. It empowers me to handle the situation with way more grace and thoughtfulness. Eric and I, at one point, we were complaining because it was 80 degrees upstairs, which is where our bedroom is. (laughs) And I laughed and I said, you know, it's really perfect timing that I'm reading that book, Endurance, because it's a book about a group of men on an expedition in Antarctica. And it goes terribly wrong. They survived two years stranded in Antarctica, and the majority of that time, they were half frozen, literally. It's an insane story of human survival. So I said, when we complain about it being a little hot, I think about those 27 men literally having their clothes freeze to their body and their tears freeze before they can make their way off their cheek. And they did that for two years. 
The way they survived, though, is their leader knew the only way to keep that many men alive in those conditions was to keep up their good habits and their routines, that he had to keep up their morale. He made sure every day they kept their routines of work and training the dogs, preparing for emergency evacuation and hunting for food. I really encourage you to read it. I can't put it down. So I'll put the name of it in the show notes. But we forget how blessed we are to the point that when things get a little uncomfortable, we just want to throw up our hands. The guys on that endurance, they had every justification to throw up their hands, but they never did. They wanted to, but they didn't, mainly because their leader, Ernest Shackleton, knew what it took to keep people from giving up. And that's never allowing yourself to be defeated by your own thoughts. Because I've been talking, I know, about a lot about thoughts lately, mainly because I'm so aware now of how much they really do define your life, how much they set the tone for our life. I'll give you an example of my little sister, Molly. She is a medical device rep. Now, if you know anything about those guys, they're driven by their quota. So this last quarter, she was about five days away. She actually was five days away from the end of the quarter, and she was 48 thousand dollars shy of her quota which is a lot especially when you're selling a product that's you know the the biggest product was a thousand dollars so she could have and started to just give up and start working on the next quarter but then she said some choice words that I don't really use (laughs) I certainly wouldn't use them on this podcast but she also told herself you know what if I'm strategic enough I can do this And she hit the road, and she did what she had originally told herself was impossible. She did it, though, by allowing her thoughts to create a path instead of a roadblock. She targeted her best relationships and her her biggest customers, but one of the big POs she got was from a cold call she did on one of her brand new clients that she basically just straight up walked into the hospital, grabbed a person with the right badge and told them, hey, I really need to meet the director of the OR. I have something very important. I have very important information that they need to hear. Now, (laughs) I don't know if that person was startled or amused, but she led her right to the OR director where she promptly got a $9,000 PO. All because she changed her thought from there's no way I'm going to do this in five days to I'm not going to get any closer by doing nothing. So why not pull out all the stops? Which may or may not have included accosting people. (laughs) I'm not sure. But she did do it in spite of her original thoughts. She overread, she overruled those thoughts and created the thoughts that led her on the path to actually reaching her quota. I'm so proud of her for doing that. I watched it as it happened. But when you have a situation, whether it's frustrating like me losing power or stressful like Molly missing quota or even devastating like a divorce or a death in the family, when you have those situations, it's so easy to be torn by whether to keep your wits about you and stay the course of being who you're meant to be or just throwing in the towel and giving up. But when you throw in the towel and give up, sometimes that creates a situation on top of a situation, like drinking too much when you're stressed, which just compounds the stress, or skipping your workout when you're frustrated, which just compounds your frustration. You see, now you have a situation on top of a situation. I said this in an episode recently, it just came to my mind, when you get better, everything else does too. Well, the opposite of that is also true. 
I was listening to a podcast this last week. It was Mel Robbins' podcast. It's really good. But I heard a coach say, we have two parts of our brain. So, of course, it's normal that we'll have two competing thoughts about what to do when a situation arises. So we have to keep in mind, it is so normal to feel like you have a split personality because we really do have two parts of our brain with very different goals. One of the parts of your brain will always want you to take the short-term pleasure route, and the other one will have you taking the route that makes you better long-term. Now, you can look around and see that most people make a majority of their decisions from the part of their brain that wants immediate pleasure, and those results are very predictable. (laughs) But for those that make a majority of their decisions from the intentional brain or the front part of their brain, those people stand out and they always will. Now they still have the part of their brain that tells them to skip the gym or there's no chance, just give up. But they override that because they know that when things are falling apart, it just makes it worse if you fall apart with it. My challenge to you today is to notice that you have both parts of the brain that are working. One that wants immediate pleasure and the other that knows what's best for you long term. Acknowledge that both are working and then acknowledge which part you make decisions from the most. And don't take this as a chance to beat yourself up. Take it as a chance to see that it's very normal to have conflicting thoughts about just about everything we do. But remember you have the power to override the thoughts that aren't serving you. Because what if when things are falling apart, what if they're actually falling together, just not in the way you thought they would? Share this with three intentional people. I love you guys. I'll talk to you in a few days. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends because we're just going to keep going bigger and better places together. And I love that about us. Talk to you in a few days.